the Gutter Trash episode 383. Oh, kill strike. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. I've forgotten how to do this show. <laughs> well, you got some of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has it, it has been a little bit it's since we've recorded. Been a few weeks. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, I, I panicked. Yeah. 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 Just then. <laughs> Yep. You're like, what's the name of the show? What's the name? Of the show? <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. Um. What's up, buddy? Hey. I just drank a beer out of a Doctor Doom pint glass. That's cool. It was great. The beer and then was. You drove. I did. That's not good. All four blocks to your house. <laughs> Accidents occur within the home. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Doom was protected. I wasn't. I wasn't drinking while I was driving. Well, that still that doesn't matter. <laughs> I think you're, it's you're probably better off if you were drinking while you were driving because I wouldn't be as drunk. Exactly. But if you get pulled over, well, they, then you're fucked. They, they, sure, don't, yeah. they don't. They don't like that. <laughs> you know, say it's ginger ale. That's true. But come on, it's Doctor Doom. Dr. Doom only drinks ginger ale. Yeah. Uh, he's healthy. Is he? <laughs> he? He's he's big into, uh, uh, you know, uh, new age, new age therapies oh, oh, right. and, and you know, ger- ginger root. And, he does uh, have like, an amazing complexion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's preserved under all that iron. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's great. So, yeah. Hey. So we read a book called The Oak Kills Drake. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well just do this. Um, <clears throat> by Max Bemis? Sure. Bemis? Whatever. Oh, oh. And Logan Farb- Farber? Farber. Sure. That's okay. a name as well. Which uh, I had never heard of um, these people, or I thought I had heard of Max Bemis, but I was confusing him with somebody else. All right, who were you confusing him with? I was confusing him with someone whose name is nothing like... <laughs> Like his name, but I thought he was the guy that did Rumble for some reason. Oh no, that's John Arcudi. Yeah, I think I think we said that last episode because uh, I don't cause recall I, that. But. I was like, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking, oh, that's the guy that does Rumble. When I picked yeah. this up, I don't know why. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, John, John Arcudi has been around a while. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I've, I've read stuff he, by him. He I just created the mask. I just, oh yeah, no, I've read lots yeah. of stuff by him. I just thought for some reason I remembered seeing Max Bemis's name on that book. Okay, because I've never read that book. All right. So I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, you are. Max Bamis, is, as far as uh, I know, is the uh, apparent uh, lead singer of a, of a shitty uh, pop-punk emo band. Uh, and so that is why I initially just wanted to veto this book, because uh, uh, I don't support shit like that. <laughs> what band is he in? Uh, say Anything? Oh, okay. Which, uh, you know... Uh, Already sparks uh, images in my head of just terribleness. The 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 John Cusack movie. Just its association. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just associating it with horrible, horrible people. <laughs> like John Cusack. Is he terrible? I don't know. I, I know he's weird. Well, that's all I know. Weird's good. But just that movie. Just uh, I've never seen it. I, neither have I, and I never will. Yeah. Because yeah. you hate this band so much. <clears throat> because I 
hate <laughs> the idea of that movie so much. I, I like I like the image of a guy with a, a boombox like serenaded in a girl, um, mostly because it's been parodied and and sometimes the parodies are pretty good. But I've never yeah, I've never yeah. watched it. I would uh, just like to say that if you're a guy and you're trying to serenade someone with a boombox, I should just go kill yourself because mm. uh, you're a terrible human being. <laughs> Leave that woman alone. <laughs> she does not want to be bothered by you. It does seem obnoxious. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, kill strike. So, kill strike. <laughs> um. So, after reading this book, I still am not quite sure what I think about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's a good thing, I guess. I mean, if you can't flat out hate it right, right. off the bat. Sure, sure. You have to figure it out. I mean, that's good. I mean, there are definitely parts I didn't like about it, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into that hopefully, I guess. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, should we tell people what this book is about? Because sure. I would imagine nobody's heard of this. I'd never heard of it, and I ordered books at a comic book shop. I'd heard of it only because uh, an artist I like did a variant cover for the first issue. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw that, and I said, oh, that could be cool. And then uh, I saw what the actual art of the uh, comic looked like and said, no, thank you. Oh, wow. I love the artwork in this book. Um... I would love the art from this book if it were an entirely different book. Oh, okay. Like if it was like a comedy? I mean, it is a comedy. Eh, kind of. Uh, it's a comedy. Like, there's no kind of about it. It's a comedy. It has a lot of... Well, I, the thing I like about the story in this is it's funny, but uh, it's got a lot of drama, too. It's got very little drama. It's mostly a comedy. You think? It is 99% a comedy. Hmm, It's a comedy with some dramatic and some uh, emotional beats. Right. uh, But it is entirely a comedy. Huh. Uh, Based entirely on the premise alone. Oh, yeah, the premise is funny. Is a comedy. So Uh, the premise is there's a dude, like the opening panel, he finds... um, an eBay auction for like, like thousands of dollars. I forget what it was, but it, like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, something ridiculous. Um, that sold of a comic book that he has a copy of back at his mom's house from the nineties called Killstrike Number One, the Blood Splatter Variant. <laughs> and so that's in the first panel, and I was like, okay, yeah, cool, right? I like it. And so he's like, it starts out with like kind of like his little quest to find this comic. And uh, sell it, yep. because he he's kind of like so. Apparently, he liked it back then, but he is uh, he's, he's a self loathing uh, comic book fan, right? Yeah. And and he's grown up, and he's he's past it. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of comic fans from the nineties are probably now mm-hmm. yeah. pretending not to care about stuff they care about, right? Uh, and, and, uh, just being, uh, super obnoxious about it. Right. Uh, but yeah, so Killstrike apparently is one of the worst comics ever made. And, uh, I do, I, I enjoy the, the sort of explanation for why it's, uh, so expensive. Uh, 
uh, is that it is uh, considered so bad of a comic uh, and it was so overprinted that people just didn't give a fuck about it and like just threw away and destroyed thousands of copies. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so that it is actually dwindled down to being a rare collectible, uh, at least in mint condition, which I honestly, like once I read that, I was like, I can totally see like young blood going that direction. Right. Cause I mean, how many times have you just gone through like a quarter box and oh, yeah. seen just copies of young blood number one with like stickers on them or right. just fucked up oh, or yeah. water damaged. Right. I mean, by this point now, like, the 9.8 graded <laughs> young bloods out there. There's got to be a few. There's got to be a few, but yeah. but the, I'm guessing they are few. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, even my copy has somebody wrote on the cover, so it's, right. it's terrible. <laughs> you should probably just throw that out. <laughs> or at least just, you know, throw it in, you know, your, your uh, Pete's three for a dollar bit. Right. <laughs> So anyway, so Jared, the main character, uh, finds his copy of O Kill Strike uh, to, to sell on eBay and and solve all of his fi- family's financial woes. Yeah, because he, uh, him and his wife Meryl have a brand new baby. Yes, and and uh, he's kind of freaking out. Sure about that. Yeah, as apparently people do. Sure, <laughs> I guess I wouldn't know a thing about that. And uh, uh, so he goes to get the comic, and uh, suddenly. Uh, Killstrike from the comic uh, comes to life. Yeah, he just pop- out of the comic. He just pops right out of there. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he is on a mission of vengeance. That's what he craves. Yes. Yep. Yeah, he's he's made for vengeance. Yes, allegedly. Yep. And then uh, and then wackiness ensues. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. I wouldn't say. Uh, oh, I wouldn't say you're wrong. Wackiness. wackiness. It's really? wackiness. You think it's wacky? Yes. It's a huh. fucking comedy. <laughs> it is not anything else but a comedy. I mean, you know, it's funny for sure. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a lot of maybe, maybe, maybe it's a comedy with so many heavy parts that I just saw it as like a comedy. Slash. It has zero heavy parts. Really? <laughs> did you Did you read the whole thing? I did. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did not even learn any of this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. So, after Killstrike comes out, he, uh, he, he admits that his whole purpose is for vengeance. Yeah. And he soon finds out that he's in a reality where all of his villains don't exist because, you know, he's in our reality. Right. And so he has to ha- he has to, like, put vengeance out there somehow. So, sure. So he asks, uh, Jared if he has any enemies that he can, uh, you know, seek vengeance upon. And Jared, uh, Admits that the only enemy that he can think of uh, would be his dad, who yep. who left him and his mom when Jared was a baby. And then Hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how that doesn't make it a comedy. No. I'm... It just grounds it in some sort of reality. Right. For the wackiness to ensue. Right. Because... Who would go track down their missing father with a eight foot tall comic book character with metal arms and uh, just just strapped with weapons, right? And eye tattoos. 
He does have some great eye tattoos. It's like a kind of like kiss makeup style, but it's just like yeah. actually on his face. I mean, this character Killstrike is basically if Cable and Lobo uh, just had a just oh, yeah. had a revenge baby. It really is. It's very Cable Lobo-y. Yeah, he's got like the metal arm and the giant gun and you know, knives. Yeah, knives like Lobo and, and markings and a and a shitty little knob ponytail and gritty teeth. He's always gritty. He's always teeth. gritting his teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's awesome. And, and neck muscles. Just, just veins are popping. So uh, they go on a quest to seek, uh, seek Jared's papa. Yep, and then uh, that's when a lot of the stuff that I didn't like about this book starts coming into play. Oh, <clears throat> like the, at the comic book convention? Uh, no, no oh. not so much there. Just, just uh, oh, conveniently, uh, Jared's father is, of course, uh, you know, basically one of uh, he's basically Grant Morrison, right? Yeah, it kind of felt like it was like like Alan Moore, Grant Morrison, Warren Ellis, maybe yeah. a little Warren Ellis, maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's very like European. Uh, um, he's the one of the hottest comic book writers of uh, the nineties, right? Yeah, Grant Morrison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> experiments with drugs a lot. And yep, yep. Reality perceptions. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so uh, basically, uh, I don't know. Okay, so. So part of what really puts me off on this book is uh, the whole, uh, you know, hey, you remember those weird, shitty things about comics, huh? Remember? Remember those? I hate that right. across all storytelling. I, I do remember. Stop pointing it out. <laughs> Tell a fucking story. Like, uh, so as an example, they... They like remember like like the chromium like the covers and stuff or yeah. what? just stuff like everything. That. Just uh, hey, here was what the comic industry was kind of like in the nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read all about that. <laughs> uh, who's this for? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, I know who this is for. It's apparently for expectant fathers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's where I'm not uh, finding any love here. Yeah, it's funny because I, so I bought this half price books uh, months ago, probably like six months ago. Um, I just saw it there and I was like, "Oh, that looks funny!" And like, I wasn't sure what it was about. I didn't even. I mean, I kind of flipped through it to see what the art looked like, but right. I had no idea it was about any of that. And uh, and then very recently, I found out I am an expectant father. Yeah. And so as I was reading this book, <clears throat> you know. His anxieties were, you know, I could kind of relate to. You in a, I mean, although this guy has a baby. Right. Uh, ours is like months and months away. Well, you know, it's, you know, there's a, a similar mindset. To right. Like, yeah. You know, eventually you're, you're going to have that baby. Right. And then, and then you'll be exactly where he was. Yep. Conjuring. Be, conjuring fictional characters to seek yep. a vengeance upon, <laughs> on uh, my father. Yeah. No, but uh and you're also kind of uh just a, a comic snob. I am. I totally am. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I read shitty comics and awesome comics. I read them all. You admit that though. Jared also does, but doesn't admit that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, his wife even calls him out on it. I think early on she was like he says like 
you know, she says something about how he's always talking about um, the greed and the investments in the comics industry is something that's bad for it. Right. And why does he want to, you know, get this book and and sell it then? And uh, he's, he says it would be the, like the perfect revenge upon, uh, you know, all the bad comics that came out of the 90s. And, right. And she kind of just calls him out on his uh, hypocriticalness there. Yeah. Which I thought was good. Yeah. But uh, but man, um, so yeah, he they they seek out his dad and uh, they they actually first end up finding the artist because apparently Killstrike was written by Jared's or not or no, Killstrike wasn't written by Jared's dad. No, um, it was. But Jared's dad worked with the guy that <coughs> created, created Killstrike. Yes. Uh, Kevin O'Neill or no, Kevin, Kevin McNeil. Kevin McNeil. Yeah. Who I was, you know, so clearly Jared's father is supposed to be sort of a Alan Moore, Grant Morrison sort of hybrid. Yeah. Uh, I was the trying look, to figure out who Kevin McNeil was supposed to essentially be. I couldn't figure that one out. Yeah, cuz he's not exactly Rob Liefeld. No, he's like even though Killstrike is a very Liefeldian type character. Yeah. Uh, like, the vibe I got from him was actually, like, Keith Giffen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy ruined the 90s. Yeah. With their comics in the 90s. Um, yeah, I don't... Well, Keith Giffen did create Lobo. It's true. So maybe... So, so possible. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, they they wind up uh, going to essentially what is DC Comics to talk to the editor of what was essentially Vertigo Comics right, yeah. uh, to try to track down uh, Jared's dad. Um, all of which Jared is doing this to uh, so that he doesn't repeat the mistakes that his dad made in abandoning his family while basically abandoning yeah, his family. Yeah, he, yeah, he like leaves his wife and baby for like weeks at a time to yeah. like go look for his dad because he doesn't want to follow in his footsteps. Great. Yeah, it's, again, he's very hypocritical. Yes, yes. So. Uh, so, but as soon as it was essentially revealed that his father was this Grant Morrison-esque typewriter, that is pretty much where I figured out where the rest of this book was going. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I did not. Yeah. I just went along for that ride. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. So, yeah, the, the journey takes them, uh, you know, to the headquarters of DC Comics and to a uh, conveniently timed uh, comic, s- convention. comic convention. Well, in their defense, they do happen, like, every weekend now. Well, that is also true. <laughs> uh and then uh, to to uh, London uh, to track down his his father's address, uh, where uh, they see the sights. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I was like, I'm starting to think that he is just never going home to his wife and Great. kid at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. Some of the timing on this is, uh, feels weird. Like, uh, like he initially is only going to be gone like two, three days, and then they wind up taking all these trips. Uh, but, like, his wife still seems relatively tolerant enough that the storyline seems to only take place within a week. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I mean, you know, maybe they just flew there real quick and like yeah. ran in. And, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's a day trip, I'm right. sure, but yeah, yeah, it did it did feel like they were gone like a month, right? Like, uh, especially the fact that Jared's character visually changes. 100% from beginning to the end. He really does. Yeah. Like, like, he is not the same character by the end. Yeah. And I can only chalk that up to artistic inconsistency. Yeah, he grows, like, a huge beard. Yep. And, and his, his hair gets longer and more fuller. Yeah. Like, like he has yeah. a receding hairline at the beginning. Right. And, uh, at some point, he loses his glasses, and he no longer needs them, I oh. guess. Maybe, yeah, maybe they're trying to say something about like how much he's changing throughout the story, but because um, yeah, he starts to become more like an action hero and less like a right. I don't know. <clears throat> like by the end of the story, he's like he's got clothing with like pouches and shoulder sure. pads on. But I mean, that's you know all part of a plot point. But yeah. Uh, but no, you're right. Like like when I when he first shows up with a beard, I, I was like, wait a minute, who who's this character? Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it made me wonder, like you know. How long did Logan Farber take to draw this? Like, did he draw like the first two issues and then take a year off and forget what the character looked like? Like, it doesn't feel like growth to me. It just feels like he forgot. Right. Well, at the beginning of uh, I guess the third is- chapter, third issue, yeah. he's got like not quite a full beard. He's got like stubble. Sure. So, you know, so there's I- a little transition, but. But then it's almost like a full beard. Like, yeah, like two pages later. Right? Yeah, it's it is weird. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you hang out with Killstrag, man. You just start your testosterone <laughs> level goes way up. Well, then I need a Killstrag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just, just uh, I don't like things that we can nod that much to things that I. Right. Um, fairly familiar with right. it completely takes me out of a story yeah uh you know just just figuring out the plot twist such as it is like just really kind of made me not want to continue the book anymore i wonder if like the the winks and nods though are like if if the writer max if he is like you know Known for something other than being a comic book writer, wonder if he—that's way of his saying, like, "Hey, see, I do know this stuff. Like, right. I, I know about comics. Trust me." Yeah, I, I kind of wonder that too. Um, but it's still annoying. Yeah, like I think I honestly would have liked this a lot better had it just not been about like a comic book right. art, artist, yeah, right? Exactly. I guess they, <clears throat> but I mean, you know, they do kind of like use that as part of the story where um his where jared's father um you know spoiler towards the end he's like working with the creator of killstrike and he ends up i guess creating a story where killstrike will be sent to our universe to like contact jared and make him a man and make him the the man he needs to be or something so it is all kind of conven- conveniently it's, connected. Yes. But, but, but yeah. Um, it was fun, though. I, it's, I liked it. it. It definitely is fun. Uh, and it's funny, thus making it a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, like, I just, I think if, 
the story had been about anything about the comic stuff. Right. Like, I think it would have been much better. Like, if that would have just been a writer or something. Right, yeah. Like or journalist just, or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, yeah, like them going to a comic convention, like, certainly wasn't fun. The, the, I mean, there was one funny scene where a guy is, like, asking him about his cosplay, and he's like, man, those, he's like, those shoulder pads are perfect, and, like, right. that plat, that looks just like the gun. And, like, that was kind of funny. But. Yeah. And, and just, you know, a lot of Jared's early dialogue, just very in your face about you know what the comic industry is like it was just very obnoxious oh yeah there's like a one page scene where he's kind of like telling his wife about he was mansplaining yeah he was mansplaining (laughs) comics to his wife and and like yeah yeah that one okay yeah so I liked it I thought it was fun and I actually like I said I I love the artwork like even though it does have some inconsistencies I love the actual art I like the artwork. I just don't like the artwork for this story. Yeah. I, I think maybe I think if like the the quote unquote real world stuff had been drawn in that style, but then Killstrike himself was drawn in a totally different style, like juxtaposed over. Oh, that'd be interesting. Like yeah. like. Probably I would have enjoyed it better. So you mean if Killstrike wasn't drawn in this in the same style as yeah, everything else, yeah, if yeah. he was drawn like a Liefeldian right. character or or but he was kind of drawn like Liefeldian, just like a cartoony version but through the filter of like you know right. what the rest of the story looks yeah. like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. It's been a rough week. I'm not in. <laughs> mood to enjoy things right yeah that happens that happens i understand (laughs) i can't wait till you listen to guided by voices in the break then (laughs) that'll turn you right around (laughs) uh yeah i don't know there are some very very funny parts to it and and i think it had a lot of potential Mm -hmm. uh i just thought it got a little too preachy and a little too wink wink yeah. yeah so i do remember what i thought when i first saw the cover because the cover has like killstrike with this giant gun and everything like towering above jared who just looks like a normal guy in a like a vest and glasses right and i honestly thought this was going to be a story set in a normal uh like 90s image universe and I just thought like Jared you know I didn't know his name but I thought Jared was just going to be like this guy that's friends with Killstrike and I thought it was going to be just like more like a slice of life story set in that universe Sure. and I was more excited about that than what it ended up being I will admit that that story appeals to me way more than than what what we read yeah like yeah I would love to know about like you know Cable's like neighbor, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what he thinks about Cable. He's like, right. Here he is again with his food. <laughs> Let's go over there and like just bring him some cookies and <laughs> try to calm him down. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that was like kind of the first like spark from my brain that uh, when I saw that cover image, I was like, maybe that's what this is. Even the title of it kind of 
lends itself to that. Yeah. You know, like, you're just, just like, like what? Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. There, you, there you go Triple again. just blew up our neighborhood yeah. again. Yeah. So, I, yeah, whenever it started out, I like, I, like I said, I do, you know, when it started out, I quickly understood that it's not what it was. But right. I, but I was still excited about it. Um, and it still even could have been that. Yeah. You know, and it kind of was at the beginning of it. Like, right. With Killstrike like a, just showing up at their house. And they were and, like buddies. And, yeah. You know, blowing a, a Killstrike shape, you know, <laughs> hole in their wall. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was fun and it was totally worth the, like, I think I paid like $4 for it at $5 or whatever at half price books. Um, it's worth a cheap buy. Yeah. Or at least a, a browse if uh, you see it at a, a library or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was from like 2015 Boom yeah. Boom Studios. I guess it was four issue miniseries. I never ever have seen a single issue of this book. I've only ever seen this, this trade paper back here. Yeah. Like I said, I remember seeing one of the variant covers to the first issue. Who is the cool variant? By? Uh, David Lafuente. Okay, yeah, I see that. What's he done? I'm- he had a. Quite a run on uh, Ultimate Spider-Man for a while. Uh, I'll say the name sounds familiar. And Fraser yes. Irving did a cover too. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool too. Uh, you know, uh, some some random yeah. Marvel stuff here and there. Mostly, uh, he's he's a European uh, illustrator who uh, complains a lot on uh, Facebook oh. <laughs> <laughs> about the comics industry. Or just, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I have, I have no idea what he's actually working on right now. But mm-hmm. uh, apparently, he does not want to be working in comics anymore. Huh. <laughs> but he's a very good comic illustrator, right? Oh, that's a that's a that's a conundrum. And, and apparently, also uh, still getting complaints about uh, giant round-headed Spider-Man. Still, yeah. Wow. <laughs> After all these years, like ten years later. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I. I am. I'm fully willing to admit that I just probably was not in the mood for this comic. Sure, well, that's all right. And also, as somebody who uh, is completely alone and will never have children, I couldn't give a fuck. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, spoiler. It turns out uh, Jared does come back home. Yeah. And he decides to. Uh, I think he's going to be like a stay-at-home dad while his yeah. wife goes to work. Yeah. And um, so he's gonna not. Following his dad's footsteps, which yeah. is good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was it was all right. It was like, all right. Like I didn't love or hate this book, but I did. Like I said, I did love the artwork, and I did love the initial, like, like idea, the image in my brain. Yeah. I would. Uh, uh, I feel bad now for saying bad things about the artwork initially. <laughs> Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's so, good. So if you've never seen his art, it's very cartoony. Yep. But it has like a lot of a lot of lines, like wrinkles and like like stubble and stuff. Like, which is one of my favorite combos in the world of artwork is cartoony but with lots of detail. Yeah. You know, like, um, I'm super excited. This March, uh, Little Bird comes out. Oh, uh, by Ian Bertram. Yeah, yeah, his art reminds me of that. He's kind of the master of that, though. Like his oh, artists, yeah. like his figures are so cartoony, but there's like a Jeff Darrow level of like detail and yeah. insanity going on in his artwork. I, I was, uh, I'm, I knew Little Bird was was in the works. I had no idea that uh, they finally 
said that it was gonna be released. Oh it's yeah, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Ian Bertram was great. What what couldn't we have read in Ian Bertram? <laughs> we did once. Yeah. Actually, has he done very many graphic novels or full stories? He mostly does like covers and single issues, doesn't he? Uh, I mean. I think he did an issue of like Zero, that anthology, and yeah, he did like a couple of random issues of like one of those weekly Batman series. Yeah, like Paternal or something. Yeah, but yeah, the uh, House of Penance—the only thing I've ever seen of length by he, him. He did like half, maybe slightly less, of a graphic novel called The Bowery Boys. Oh yeah, I do remember that. But but uh, yeah, it was very very disappointed to find out he didn't draw all oh, of it. Right. Well, hopefully, yeah. he did all of Little Bird. I hope so as well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Logan Farber's not bad at all. Like I, I, I would probably have enjoyed his art on a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I like I could see him doing like a. Like a crime comic, like a noir oh, comic. Oh, I could see that for sure. I think that'd be great. I, I could even actually see him doing like a 90s-esque action superhero book. Right. You know, in this style, you know, and it would just be a ton of fun. That would but, be fun. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I just think the, I don't know, I just, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. Max and Logan. I apologize. Killstrike. Killstrike. Jared. (laughs) Phil. Meryl. Hmm? Meryl. Meryl. Baby. Yeah. yeah, Okay, so at the end, um, I I don't get this. Uh, Jared said, hey, that middle name we're trying to think of, how about Peblente? What's that mean? In Earlier in the book when... uh, they're, when they head to New York and uh, Killstrike is just screaming vengeance everywhere. Oh, that's the word he the, gives him. Yes, yes. Yeah, he gives him. He tells him to stop saying that. Yeah. And he gives him a nonsense word. Yep. I, for, I forgot about that. And I even read this in one setting. It wasn't, so did I. It wasn't like I read that issue and then a week later read the... Wow, I'm just dumb. Yeah, you've had a lot of stuff happening. I have, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so this is my... Negative review of this book <laughs> with the caveat that I am probably entirely wrong. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. Right. I uh, I, th- I think someone else would enjoy it too, and if you want to give me $5, you can have my copy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it does seem like something I wouldn't read a second time. Right. Yeah, but I liked it. So, yeah. Want to yeah. listen to Get Out of My Voice? No. <laughs> but we It'll will cheer you up. It'll cheer you up.
segment is that the first we've announced that you're going to be a daddy i think so yeah 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 Yeah, i think i think the five people that listen to the show have told personally probably um but but yeah if you just in case yeah if you haven't heard 
Uh, my wife and I are pregnant. Yeah, well, we got to get it into, you know, go to trash continuity. Yeah. yeah it's got to be right. canon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's exciting. It's, uh, it's a, um, it was very like anxiety inducing. And then for some reason, like about a week ago, like I started feeling zero anxiety about it at all, which, mm-hmm. um, maybe I just had an initial freak out. Like I wasn't like upset about it or anything. I was just like, oh my God, this is going to be so hard. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Blah, 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 you know, and then, and then like, and now you're just not going to give a fuck. Yeah. I'm probably just going to move to Canada. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that kid will be better off. Yeah. Yeah. When he's 18, I'll reconnect. It'll be like one of those movies where at first he doesn't want to see me. And then, you know, and then I show up to uh, his tattoo parlor and I get a, a back tattoo and he doesn't realize that it's me he's giving it to and I pull off my fake beard and then we both we both laugh and then we go to the pub and get a deli sandwich together and then then we were best friends (laughs) that was your fake beard over your real beard well I'll shave my beard before I put on the fake beard okay that makes sense yeah Yeah. (laughs) I mean not like right before well no but like long enough before that he recognizes me as a clean shaven man right right I've got it all figured out. You don't have to go over my plan with a fine tooth comb. It's perfect. I just wanted to know the one detail. <laughs> that or I'll just stay here and actually participate. Yeah. One or the other. One or the other. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we don't know if it's a, a male or female yet. We do know there's just one baby in there. Why, why do you want to gender identify it? Um, just so we can paint the room pink or blue, and buy all the dresses or, or the or the or the pants. We're gonna buy pants or dresses. We gotta know. <laughs> so it does like like I I don't like I obviously wouldn't paint our room one of those colors, and I wouldn't buy like you know daddy's little girl kind right, of right, I mean right. I don't know but daddy's little monster daddy's that's, little monster that's, that's acceptable yeah. either way and booty shorts but, <laughs> but I do want to know I'm curious and uh um although I don't have a preference I, I just kind of want to know you don't want to make sure that you carry on the young bloodline the young bloodline that's awesome oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nah, I don't care. I, I, yeah, I know, whatever. Yeah, it's fine with me. Yeah. What was I going to say, though? It was about, um... Gender identity. Um... LGBT issues. No, I wasn't going down that. I wasn't... I wasn't going to hit that. Yeah, oh, no, that's what it was. You're going to love it no matter what it is. Yeah, as long as, like, the lungs are on the inside. Sure. You know? <laughs> what if they're not? <laughs> I won't love that shit. I can't love a monster. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care. As long as it's healthy. I mean, if the lungs are on the outside and there's some sort of bubble that keeps it from dying, then I'm fine with that. Um, no, the gender thing, though, this happens all the time I work. A guy came in a week ago. He was looking for a Christmas present for his daughter. Was he bitching about Thor chick? No. Okay. No. But he was like, he's, he was looking around. He's like, you guys don't sell anything for little girls, do you? And I was like, well, I mean, we have all kinds of toys. And he was looking in the toys right. in the comic section. 
And I was like, we have all kinds of toys and comics. And I said, you know, um, we do have some things that are traditionally like girl things, like some Milo Pony things. But I said, you know, lots of girls are actually into superheroes and Star Wars and right. all these kinds of things, especially with like, like, you know, Ray being a sure. major Star Wars character and, you know, Captain Marvel and, you know, a lot of female. So he told you to fuck off, faggot. <laughs> His eyes did. He didn't say those words, but I was just like, I mean, I mean, he wasn't like an old man buying something for his granddaughter. He was like my age, you know, and he was, I was like, really? Like, like, does it have to be a princess or a pony for you to think it's for a little girl? I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, it is Princess Leia. Well, it's true. It's true, but then she becomes, you know, so much more. Well, sure. But uh, he ended up buying, uh, I think he did end up buying some Star Wars comics that had Ray on the front. Yeah. So he, he thought that was a good idea. So, But yeah, I was just like, I mean, that's great that he was receptive to, to thinking that way. But it, And, you know, clearly he wasn't like just so against it that he didn't buy right. anything. But it, that he didn't even think that way. In yeah, the first place. it happens yeah. a lot, though. I mean, a, oh, yeah, a, a yeah. lot. At my, I mean, like, I see it a lot at my work. Where they're like, well, I'm, I bought something for my boy here, but I can't find anything for a little girl. And I'm just like, I mean, yeah, it's not like yeah. we don't sell girls' clothes. We sell toys. Right. And you yeah, can, you can, yeah. anybody can play with this toy or read this book. You know, I don't know. I don't get it. Even girls' clothes, I mean, you know. Does it even matter that much? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, that's why I'm looking forward to the future of unisex uniforms. Like Star Trek? Yes. Hey, will we have those little things on our, that we can right. pat? It's like a cell phone. Or, or just, you know, like, like uh, you know, just, just those, you know, foil-looking, you know, unitards. Oh, yeah. From, like, other sci-fi shows, yeah. You're not supposed to say unitard. Especially in the future. <laughs> no, but yeah. I'm sorry, you're not developmentally disabled. Yeah, there you go. That's much more acceptable. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, let your girls play with Star Wars toys or Rock Lords or whatever the fuck they want to oh, play yeah. with. You know, Transformers. Yeah, because you got a lot of Transformers you need to get rid of. That's there. true. We do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just keep multiplying. Yeah. There's more than meets the eye there. Yeah. His name is Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> we picked up an awesome toy collection this week. It was so eclectic. There was, there was like some Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, like Caesar and Koba figure, or Caesar like, and. Like from the new movies? From the new movies. Yeah, there was those, huh. like still in the package. Um, Did from this know one, they made those kind of toys. Yeah, they're cool too. Huh. They're cool looking. And then, in the same collection was a mint on card nineteen eighty Lone Ranger toy. Nice. And then there was like a Tron light cycle from the early eighties. Wow. But then there was like creep show toys and like Dragon Ball Z, and it was like the weirdest, most eclectic toy collection from one guy. And it was just like the, there was some GI Joe and. I don't know, it was just strange. Some Marvel, there was like a Deadpool toy and a Deathstroke toy. And... Those are two different characters. No. As, uh, as much as... One's Slade Wilson and one's Wade Wilson. They're <laughs> twin brothers. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, it was it was strange. It was awesome though. I love I love the toy collection. <clears throat> so yeah, we buy toys. Come on by. Yeah, and 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 you sell them to all genders. Yep, all all races, genders, yep. and religions. Yep. But uh, yeah. What is happening? Have we missed a comic convention since the last time we recorded? We we went to that big sale. Oh yeah, there was a comic time. sale. Those are fun. They are. So if you don't know about these, <coughs> uh, here in Ohio at least, like Dayton, Dayton once a year, yeah. um, there's a guy that rents out a like VFW hall and has like super cheap comics and and this year a uh, hot dog truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was super fun. It was. I, uh, and I got paid to do it because I was on the clock buying stuff for my work. And I paid lots of money that I should have been saving <laughs> right? for uh, not even a full short box of comics. Right? Yeah. I got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. You had, because they put that tiny short box. Yep. It was like two inches shorter than a short box. Yep. Don't know what the fuck that was, but uh, I got screwed. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. But yeah, those are fun. I love yeah. going to comic book sales. And... My arms get tired after a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's probably just poor blood circulation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was cold outside. Yeah. It was rainy and cold. Yeah, it was rainy. But yeah, that was fun. Uh, I think the next comic convention coming up in Dayton isn't until March, so we get a little bit of time. Is that uh, Jim and Dan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I actually saw the where Jim and Dan's shop was uh, the other day. Oh, yeah? You yeah. drove by it? Yeah. Uh, in, is it New Lebanon? <clears throat> Somewhere near there. Yeah. yeah. West Alexandria. Yeah, that's yeah. where it's at. I had uh, no idea where that was. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I just sort of saw it in my periphery as I was driving by. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, you didn't stop. No, 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 no. Okay. I, yeah. Even if I wanted to, I did. literally saw it like. Yeah. It would have been like hard stop in the middle <laughs> of essentially a highway. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like a state route. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that their address is one. That's their address. It's like one main street. Yep. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It makes it seem like it's older than it is. Sure. It's like the newest comic book shop in the area. <laughs> it's also inconvenient uh, to everything. Yeah, to say it's in the area is kind of a stretch. <laughs> it's like saying, uh, you know, our moon is in the area of the earth, you know. Yeah. Oh, we can see, we can see it. We interact with <laughs> it. We know it. where it is. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know how to get there. Yeah. Well, some claim. No, no. Yeah. Fair, fair. Stanley Kubrick knows how to get there. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't been to that shop in a long time. I'd like to, to go back. It seemed tiny. Yeah, it's, it is super tiny. I mean, it's, I've I've been in comic shops that are smaller, sure. but, but uh, yeah, yeah. If you're ever, it's like on the border, basically of Indiana and Ohio. It's, it's like, pretty close, damn close. It's, to yeah, it's yeah. like I think it's as close to Richmond as it is to Dayton. Yeah, and uh, uh um, but yeah, it's Jim and Dan's comic shop. Yeah. Uh, Christmas happened. Christmas did happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a good one? Yeah, we had um. A bunch of Liz's family in town, and a couple of them stayed with us, and then the rest of them stayed at a hotel, and then they like just hung out with us during the day and uh, well into the night. 
<laughs> uh, it was fun though. I actually really like her family more than I do most of my own family. Like, like, like I like, I like some of my family quite a bit. Um, like my mom and my brother and my cousin. I was gonna say, I, mean, I don't, I don't need you slandering your mom <laughs> on this show. Oh no, no, <laughs> no. Um, I just and like. And don't get me wrong. Your mom is a saint. Yeah, she's great. I will great. not hear any bad words from <laughs> your mouth nothing about, about your mother. There's, there's actually, honestly, there's only like one or two family members that I actively dislike, but most of them I'm like, well, I hope they do well. And then, you know, like, I just don't really feel like staying in touch with them, you know? Like, I, I wish them no ill will, and I hope they actually prosper and are great success and very happy. But I just, I never think to hang out with them or call them or anything because... I like, ever since I was a teenager, I've kind of liked my friends more than I like my family. And I just kind of, I'm like, like I hang out with people who I have similar interest in. Like, you know, we obviously have our nerdy shit and our drawing shit. And, and I just, you know, people like you, I have way more in common with than 95% of my family. And so I just, I just don't, you know, I don't know. I just... Like, I've, I've never, maybe it's something wrong in my brain, but I've never really understood the, the thing where you have to, like, stay in touch with someone just because you're blood-related. Perhaps I am not the person <laughs> to, uh... <laughs> well, true. To talk to about this particular subject. But I've, I've but never, no, never understood that. like, I was actually just thinking the other day, like, it's it's weird because, like, you mentioned, like, hanging out with your cousins quite a bit, mm-hmm. and... Like, but I have known people who, like, their best friends are their cousins. And, yeah. and just, like, I do not understand, like, people who just willingly and consistently hang out with, like, their non-immediate family. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my cousin, so, I have two cousins, my cousin Amy and my cousin John, I get along really well with, and my cousin John... He's like 10 years older than me. And, uh, when my dad passed away, he started, um, he picked up the tradition where my, my dad would take my brother and I to the comic shop every Friday. So my cousin was like, you know what? I'm going to continue doing that. So he started taking us to the comic shop every Friday for like years, for like two years. Like he never missed a Friday. And then, uh, like that was really cool and important to me. And I, you know, I like forever kind of respected him for that. Plus, he was a really, he's like a really talented artist, and I always kind of was like inspired to draw when I was a kid by him. So, yeah, I always thought he was like the coolest. <clears throat> and then my cousin Amy is like the only girl who I was around the same age of that I didn't feel intimidated to talk to. So, like, we grew up being pretty close too. Right. So, yeah, those two I've always been pretty close with, but. I've just, yeah, like, I really like Liz's family. They're, they're fun and laid back, whereas my family is mostly, like, either super religious or, like, or, like, just super introverted. And so, you know, like, they're doing their own thing, and I don't really mind that we're both doing our own thing separately. But, like, Liz's family, they're like, hey, let's have some beers, and they're like, hey, let's that play some, awful. they're like, let's play some games. That and sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. Let's go do stuff. Ooh, gosh. <laughs> That one's even worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. But also, that doesn't sound like you. Yeah. I know, right? Well, I didn't play any of the games with them. Um, I just kind of hung out and talked to, uh, their, like, Uncle Ed. He didn't play any of the games and we just kind of talked. He's like a, 
Um, he works as a prison guard and he has for like a couple decades, I think. And, uh, he's got some stories. Sure. So he, his job is, he, he said he drives 1500 miles a week and he never leaves the state of Missouri. And he, his job is to drive prisoners to any appointments, like, like, um, doctor's appointments or, you know, hearings or whatever. So that's his, his gig is driving prisoners around all day long, every day, like 80 hours a week. It's crazy, but he's got some, some interesting stories. So yeah, that was cool. I mostly just hung out with him, but yeah, it was, it was, it was chaotic because there was a lot of people and a lot of dogs. There was five dogs in my house, but other than that, it was, it was awesome. And, uh, I slept. And slept, yeah, yeah. Um, thought about killing myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, that was my Christmas. Right. Well, oh, I, I got two emoji texts from my mom. Oh, yeah? Is that, were they good emojis? I mean, positive Christmas emojis. Right, right. Well, that's so good. One was Santa, the other was a snowman. That's cool. I meant something. I hope I hope that continues. No. Watch, watch some movies. Anything good? Watch Baywatch. The movie? Yeah. How was that? It's not bad. <laughs> I had no expectations for it going Nor in. Nor should anyone. Yeah. And it exceeded all of them. Was uh, Hasselhoff in that? Yes, he was. And Pale Anderson. She also has a cameo. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It was stupid and mm-hmm. funny. I laughed. <clears throat> the yeah. Rock is always charming. The Rock, yeah. Oh, he's great. Yeah. I like him. We watched, uh, there's a Black Mirror movie. Yeah. Don't tell me anything about it. I want. I mean, you know, like, Anything about it at all? I know it's a choose your own adventure. Yeah. So when you watch it, tell me how yours ended. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, I, I do kind of want it because I I like Black Mirror, but yeah. also I don't, don't want to work. It's not. It's not a lot of work. Okay. It's it's so on ours at least, you know, because we have a like a Nintendo controller basically, right, right. and it just said like you know whenever it gets to those points, um, it's already on one of the selections. And you can push left or right to go to the other one. Okay. And then that's all you have to do. You don't even have to push a button. You just push left or right. I mean, that's a button. (laughs) But I mean, you don't have to say, I'm on my, like, because it gives you a certain amount of time. And then, like, if you don't, like, do anything at all, it'll just choose the one it's on. Okay. And then, and if you, you know, do select left or right, it'll choose that whenever the time runs out. Are you going to watch it again and be lazy about it? I'm going to let it. Take no, its own course. I'm gonna watch it again and make a specific different choice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'll be curious to see what you think. I really like that show though. It's, 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 uh, I've been watching a show called Adam Ruins Everything. That's that's been good. I've heard that's good. Yeah. I've uh, not seen it. Yeah. yeah. It uh, gets gets a little dark at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning about uh, the truth is behind uh, numerous things. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's one dark truth you've learned? Um, 
I mean, you know, I don't retain much of anything. So, <laughs> you know, in general, just, you know, uh, life is uh, scary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, it, uh, you know what? The, the most basic, consistent truth behind every single episode that he has done is that, uh, advertisers have a lot of money and they use it to fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're evil. I would agree. Um, but that's what we kind of get for being a consumerist, capitalist society. It's just kind of, it's kind of the crux of our existence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The Saw into the Spider Verse. Oh yeah, I want to yeah. see that. It was it was incredibly good. That's kind of what I want to do tomorrow if we can uh, make it happen. If I can afford it, because there's four of us. Sure. Go early. Yeah, I can't. When's the early price stop? Six. Oh, okay. Maybe we can do that. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was like three or four, but okay, maybe we'll do that. That day is till six. I'm gonna try that, and I'm gonna sneak in some candy. Good for you. Maybe some cookies. And uh, if you do, uh, whatever you do, um, just 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 for my sake, just just for the, just just for a karmic sort of balance, whatever it is you're going to sneak in, make sure that it is not <laughs> fucking wrapped with twenty layers of the crinkliest goddamn cellophane. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really do that. Because when I saw Into the Spider-Verse, there was someone sitting in the row in front of us that, uh, that's what they had. Crinkly, crinkly paper. And apparently they had enough to last the entire <laughs> two hours. They planned ahead. Apparently so. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I won't do that. I definitely look forward to seeing that movie again alone. Like in your house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine if you, if you were like so rich that you could just run on a theater once a week and just be the only person in there just watching new movies? It'd be pretty nice. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Be or or if you just had uh, such horrible taste that every new movie you wanted to see <laughs> yeah. uh, was always going to be empty anyway. Right. Yeah. Which occasionally I do dip into that area too. I've only had that happen one time in my life. It was Dark Knight Rises. I was the only person in the theater. Wow. I mean, it was it was out for like two weeks and sure. I went on on Monday morning, but it's still. I really, was, it's the only time yeah. I've seen so many movies by myself. I've I've been in several where there was like one other couple or something, yeah. but that's the only time in my entire life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 I just saw one last month completely by myself. Overlord. 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 Mm, I don't know that. It's uh, is it, is it the story of the villain from the Black Star cartoon from the? Uh, no, it's the story of the villain from the Savage Dragon comic book. Oh, this is his name Overlord. Yeah. Uh, There's no, probably a lot of overlords. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, it's a World War Two zombie kind of movie, hmm. monster movie. They're not um, really zombies, but they're 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 kind of like zombies. I've never heard of this movie. Nazis doing experiments. And, those creating monsters other than the fact that they're nazis yeah uh you gotta hand it to them though they were always experimenting oh yeah they were trying uh they were the right brothers of painful terrible things yep sure racist awful terrible things yes yes 
Uh, it's it's an okay movie. It's real slow, but it's got little baby Kurt Russell in it. Oh, and uh, he is uh, he is magnetic. He's got he's got his little baby blue Kurt Russell eyes that just stare at you and say, "I'm little baby Kurt Russell." So, so what do you mean? It's like his grandson or something? No, it's his kid. Oh, okay. Huh. I, I forget his actual name. Something Russell. But he looks like Kurt Russell. He goddamn looks like Kurt Russell. Wow. He looks like Kurt Russell from The Thing. Wow. Just just young and blue-eyed and just mesmerizing. That's great. Just 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 a cuddly baby Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Russell still kind of looks cuddly. Oh, Kurt Russell is still definitely cuddly, especially if you've seen that Santa Claus movie he's in. Oh, no, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> It's on Netflix. He's got Christmas great, Chronicles. He's got a great beard. Guy Davis designed his sleigh. Oh wow! Yeah, there you go. It's yeah. It's, it's all reason, I know about that movie. It's reason actually. enough to watch it. Yeah. I read, uh, I read the new Grant Morrison uh, Santa Claus comic, the Dan, oh, yeah. Dan Mora and Grant Morrison. It was like a one shot called The Crying Snowman. Oh yeah, uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I've, I always forget that. Dan Mora is an exceptionally amazing artist until I see those uh, Christmas books every year. Yeah. That's kind of cool that, that that's become uh, a little bit of a tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, was it, has there been like two one-shots in the miniseries, or has there been more than that? I think there's been a couple of one-shots, like three or four. Okay. Yeah, I think this may have been the fourth one or so. I, I don't think I've read a, a, all of them then, because I feel like we read the the miniseries. Yep. And I think I've read one or two one-shots. But, yeah. Um, yeah, they're good. They're good. And um, it's like, it's good to see that Grant Morrison can, can write, still write something that's like kind of positive and weird and fun. Right. Um, because a lot of times I'm disappointed with just how off, off-putting and dark and violent his stuff has become in the last ten years. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he's a great writer. So, it's somewhere right now he's becoming Killstrike. <laughs> yeah, he could be. Spoiler. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, well, the only thing I've read is uh, the book that I'm going to pick. Oh, you've already read it? Yeah. Nice. So I can take it with me? You can. Oh, this is great. Yeah, so I might as well just tell you what that is. Sure. Uh, so unless you veto it and then I just fucking read nothing <laughs> for, for, for nothing. Uh, but uh, I would like, uh, well, again, I've already read it, but I would like you to read Ronald Wemberley's Prince of Cats. Okay. I'm down. All right. For for those uh, not in the know, it is a uh, sort of uh, remix, retelling, uh, mash-em-up version of uh, Romeo and Juliet set in uh, New York City in 1983, and uh, everybody are, like has samurai swords. <laughs> Sounds better than the original already. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm down. All right. Uh, also, um, if you want to read along, play along at home, uh, good luck. This is a very hard book to find. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it? Because uh, uh, 
Apparently, it was originally published by DC in like 2012. Really? Yeah. Huh. And uh, then was out of print for four years, and then Image put it out again in uh, 2016. Apparently, this is uh, uh, apparently the DC version was was heavily changed from uh, Ron Wemberley's uh, original vision. And the image version is is what he initially intended it to be. Okay. That is also out of print. Huh. And uh, I was just curious to see, like, you know, well, you know, what is the DC version? You know, is it available anywhere or whatever? Uh, and uh, what I found was that uh, any version of that book is uh, being sold on eBay for, like, hundreds of dollars. Huh. So maybe it's a comic technology? Maybe. Maybe on Hoopla. Which, so which version are we reading? This the is the image uh, 2016 version. Good. Yeah. Good. So, uh, yeah, good luck to you if you want to follow along. Uh, or, I guess, just go watch an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. Right. I think, isn't there one, isn't there one with, uh, oh no, I'm thinking of, there's a Hamlet that has Bill Murray in it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's a Romeo and Juliet with Bill Murray, but if there is, that's the one you should watch. Sure. <laughs> or Tromeo and Juliet. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably pretty much the same. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so that's, uh, that's what I got. Prince of Cats? Prince of Cats. Cool. Alright. I'm down. Alrighty. Ready to read. Okay. <laughs> read it right on air? Oh, yeah. Silently. It's, it's gonna be, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah, yeah. alright. Cool. Let's okay. do it. Maybe, uh, maybe that will be the episode you can do your uh, beatbox. Oh, uh, yeah. For, for I really want to do beatbox music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> well, uh, Happy New Year to those of you oh, out yeah. there. It, it, it should be New Year's by the time. It should be. Yep. Yeah. Or, so. or at least, uh, unless I get this out tonight, it'll be very close. But yeah. Well, it's, it'll we'll, probably be after in that. Our, in our world, it's coming up in a few yes. days. So, yes. Yeah, so. 2019. Yay. Still just doing shit. Yep. Still happening. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.